it's, it's almost like glorified teen gossip in a sense, but like make it vintage. Throw a cardigan on. <laughs> throw, throw on a cardigan. And then tell the story. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk About. This is a music podcast hosted by me, Olivia Williams. Um, each episode, I will be talking about something music related, an artist, genre, etc., accompanied by a guest who has a larger knowledge than I do on the subject. Without further ado, today, let's talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> So, I am Glack. Hi, Glack. Hi, <laughs> Olivia. Um, and so today we're going to talk about Taylor Swift, which is kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, I'm really not that big into pop music. Like, occasionally, yes. But, like, mm-hmm. normally not mu- much. Um, but I was a Taylor Swift f- Swifty, if you will, um, <laughs> when I was little. When she was good, like, with the country music and all that. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't like country music when I was little, that's besides the point. Um, so yeah, and she just released a new album, so I'm gonna talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this because I feel like that happened with a lot of people where um, like Red was kind of like the last album that people could put up with. Oh, yes. And then this one came out out of nowhere, and it's bringing people back to her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I liked, I love Taylor Swift, like her old stuff, like her self-titled album, which was like 2006, that was still my jam, and then Fearless was 2008, yes, yeah, sorry, <laughs> no, exactly, uh, Speak Now, fantastic, I had like the Target, like, deluxe edition, I remember that, there was like an extra song on there, my mom go to Target instead of Walmart or something for it, and then Red was 2012, mm-hmm. And this was the last good album. It started getting kind of pop here. Because this was the one that had, like, I Knew You Were Trouble. We Are Never Getting Back Together. Both of which I did not like. But the rest of the album was good. The less popular songs were much better. <laughs> um, as it goes. Typical. So, 2014 rolls around. 1989. Welcome to New York. Bad album. <laughs> Didn't like it. Overplayed way less country than her old stuff was so she she starts departing from her roots bad blood was like um the song where she had the music video when she was like dissing all the girls Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yeah and i was like this is yeah that one was about like remember she had like a feud with was that the Katy perry one Something like that. Did she have a feud with Katy Perry? I think so. Because that's so funny. Because while I was researching this and I listened to, like, I was going through those albums, mm-hmm. like, 1989, Reputation and Lover, I was like, these are so Katy Perry-esque. Yeah. No, like, I think I there was a Katy that. Perry feud. It was her or someone else, but I'm pretty sure it was Katy Perry. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so this was when Taylor Swift became problematic and no one liked her. This was the <laughs> the same... Remember when she got into, like, all the beef with, like, Kim and Kanye, too? Mm. All that stuff. The world hated Taylor Swift, and so did I, when this album was put out. Um, Like, Blank Space was good on that one. Overplayed. But that one I could listen to. Okay, besides the point. So then after that, it just got worse. Uh, 2017 came Reputation. I could not name a single song off of that. It was horrific. It was when everyone was calling her a snake, so she put out, like, a snake-esque album. Like, it was it was just bad. It was, like, dissing everyone. It was super angry. Like, super pop. Okay, one of the songs has Future and Ed Sheeran on it, which is just, like... Future? Fu- like, and, like, and Ed Sheeran? Like, 
Ed Sheeran and Future would be weird. Taylor Swift and Future would be weird. Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, and Future is yeah. just so confusing. She has an old song with Ed Sheeran on Speak Now. Red? No, it's on Red, I It think. must be on Red, because Speak Now is, like, way too yeah, long ago. Yeah, I think it's Red. Um, and it wasn't bad, but yeah, um, throw Future in there. That's really weird. And throw the type of music Taylor Swift was doing at that time in there, and that's weird. Mm-hmm. Good God. That one, like, the ones that were on the radio were like, look what you made me do, which just says, look what you made me do, like, over and over and over again, and it's all kinds of horrific. Like, I'd make my mom turn, like, change the channel. I feel like that was also the time when, like, Miley Cyrus started, like, coming back out of... Out of the woodwork? Out of rehab, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) And so it was just, like, a super confusing time in, like, the pop. It was just a bad time. It was very aggressive. 2017. Super aggressive. Angry year. So then comes Lover. I think the first song that got released was, I think it was Me, which I didn't like because it was very pop. And, like, she just, when she went pop, because I don't mind a lot of pop music. Like, most of it's okay. Mm -hmm. But her pop music was, like, it was so, like, simplified. Like, it sounded like it was written... Like, the lyrics were just stupid, for lack of a better word. Like, yeah. literally just stupid. Like, if you looked at the lyrics for me, like, it's just stupid. Especially compared to her old stuff, because when I was, like, 10 and I was singing Taylor Swift, like, it had more, more oomph to it. I don't know. Like, yeah, like, there were metaphors and stuff. And I was like, oh, love that. Uh, yeah, so that all went away. Lover, like, the self-titled, like, the song Lover on the album, that one wasn't bad. It was on the radio a lot. Mm-hmm. Um... But it was also, it was just like a slower song. I don't know. That one wasn't bad. You Need to Calm Down was also a terrible song that was on there. That one, again, is this like uber repetitive and like stupid. Like the message was stupid. Yeah, like if you tell anybody to calm down. And that's what the song says over and over and over yeah. again. Just, you need to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> just over and over and over again. And it's all kinds of terrible. Which then leads me to her next album. This is also, like, the closest she's released albums in a really long time. Like, cause she just released Lover last year. Mm-hmm. And then Folklore, which is what I'm here to talk about today, <laughs> um, came out this year during quarantine. I think you did some research on the, the making of that. Yeah, so she, like, recorded the whole thing in quarantine, and um, Cardigan, the video she filmed, was actually filmed during quarantine, which is actually really impressive, because the video is, like, super legit. (laughs) We were just looking at it. It's, like, she's literally in, like, the ocean. I mean, obviously, it probably wasn't filmed in the actual ocean, but, like, she's, it's filmed, like, in a stormy ocean. With a grand piano. With a grand piano that she's, like, grabbing onto, like, trying not to drown. So, like... How do you film that with, like, a small crew and all? It was insane. Yeah, it was, like, a really small crew. And, like, at the end of the video, there's, like, a whole dedication to, mm-hmm. like, um, how well they maintained all of the, like, the special rules. But it's just crazy because, like, like that, that stuff requires so many people. Mm-hmm. Like, so just very impressive from them. Yeah. Um, especially when you look at other artists, like, Oh my gosh, I don't think you saw this, but Maroon 5 released a video. Uh-oh. It was bad. Oh my gosh, I need to show you. It's awful. <laughs> like, it's like Adam Levine and, like, his wife definitely filmed it. Oh. And there's, like, blue lights coming from the back. Oh. And it's just, like... it like, looks very do-it-yourself at-home project. Super DIY. <laughs> like, was definitely filmed by a mom. Yeah. 
like very oh. bad. So like seeing a product like this and then seeing a product like that coming out of the two extremes, yeah, just like absolutely awesome, super cool. That's crazy. I had a lot of respect for her after I saw that. And even just like producing an album in general, like in those kind of conditions, that's a whole lot of Zoom calls. I'm sure she had to do a lot herself. Taylor Swift, um, she I know at least with all of her old songs, when I still liked her a lot, um, she wrote all of them herself like she was a songwriter before anything else and I don't know but when she got like really like into pop and stuff if that was still the case but mm-hmm. this one I know was very much like slowed down back to her roots and I'm pretty sure she wrote all the songs herself with like some help here or there I'm sure but. yeah so like almost every song except like two or three are um written by her mm-hmm. or written by her and the lead singer from the bleachers uh-huh um and then he produced almost all of them. Uh-huh. So, yeah. It has, like, that. a very... Like, even though he helped her, it has, like, a very consistent um, sound throughout the whole mm-hmm. album. And, like, it might have been, like... He might not even... I don't know. But he might not have even, like, helped her lyrically, but more of just... Because he did produce, like, mm-hmm. more of the instrumental stuff. Yeah, and, like, stringing it together and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, you're right, though, because that's, like, one of those albums... My, I think it's my sister. It's someone I know who, like, gets annoyed when, like, the songs all kind of sound similar in an album. Mm. I feel like this album, a lot of the songs do sound similar, but just because they have the same vibe to them, like, I can honestly, at this point, I've listened to it enough times where, like, a song will start and I'll know exactly what song it is, but you're, it does carry, like, the same vibe throughout the whole thing, which mm. I, I do enjoy. Yeah, I feel like that really depends. Like, with this, it's nice because it's, like, a slowed-down album. Mm -hmm. But it also can get annoying because it can get boring really quick. That's true. But it's also, like, the type of listening that you're looking for. Like, your mom. (laughs) My mom has the worst taste in music, but she loves this album. But, like, it makes sense because, like, in the car, I think, like, Rex Orange County was playing. Yeah. And it was, like, kind of, like, a... Like, a, a wacky one. Yeah. And she was like, can you just put on Taylor Swift? Yeah, like, it's, like, it's a calm down album. Yeah, it's definitely, like, good for relaxing. Yeah, that's true, because I put it on, the first time I listened to it, I was driving home from my cousin's house, and they live, like, two and a half-ish hours away, and I, like, was just playing it, like, while I was driving, and obviously, like, if I'm driving by myself on the highway, I don't want to listen to anything, like, intense. So, yeah, it was just nice, and I listened to it a second time, too, on his half because it just, um, started playing again, <laughs> but... And I was on, in the fast lane, so I couldn't change it, but it happens. So, yeah, so it was all done during quarantine, which I personally find crazy. Especially because, like, her two albums, three albums before that, were, like, these big studio-produced albums that I personally did not enjoy. Not that I am the connoisseur of music, but I didn't enjoy them at all. And I'm sure those took months and months and months and months to put together because there's years between all those albums. Um... And this one, she popped out in three months, and I personally think is her best work since 2012. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I think for me, when I first heard the album, um, I kind of had the initial reaction of, like, this is boring. Mm -hmm. Um, It's slow. But then when you told me about, um, like, the plot line, that's drawn mm-hmm. out through it, I, like, gained a lot more respect for it. Yeah. Um, because that's, like, hard to do. And it's something that's, like, new for her. Like, yeah. Um, transcending plot lines throughout an entire album. Yeah, so. Definitely. Because I remember, especially when, when her stuff was still more country, she'd get shit on all the time. 
for because every single one of her songs was about a different guy, a different relationship, a different breakup, and like everyone would kind of like I don't want to use the term like slut shame her, but they'd be like, "Damn girl, how many guys are you gonna write about?" Like that's not because that was all she wrote about too. She wrote a whole bunch of like country love songs essentially, and that was her vibe back then. Um, so and I used to like. They were good songs, but yeah, that was definitely some, a lot of criticism she faced for that was because every single one of her songs was about a breakup or a relationship. So this, I thought, was really rather different because there's a couple songs that are you can tell are more about her and her life now, but um, a lot of it has to do with... So Taylor Swift is mega rich, as we all know. Um, so she has a whole bunch of houses. You looked it up. She has like... Seven? Yeah, it's like it, was, 40 million. it was a lot, yeah, yeah. in houses. And one of them, I believe it's in Rhode Island, um, it had this really cool story behind it. It was like an old, old house on like this cliff on like a Rhode Island beach or something. And it was, so a lot of the focus for the album comes from the woman who owned the house. I don't know if it was the woman who owned the house prior to Taylor Swift. I think it might have been the woman who like built the house originally. Um, And her name was Rebecca which comes up a little bit in the album. Her nickname was Betty. There's a song, like, written with that name. Yeah, it's called Betty. And so this woman was a bit of a troublemaker. She, like, married around a couple times, and then she finally settled down with this guy who was big in the oil industry, so he was very, very wealthy. And she came from wealth, too, so just together. It was all all sorts of wealth. And so they had this big house... And uh, they were always kind of the talk of the town. And eventually he died and, like, left her all this money. So she's this single woman, all this money. And then she just kind of, like, play around and, like, get into trouble and stuff. And so I think um, Taylor drew a lot of inspiration for her, from her and the house for this album. So there's a lot of songs that are about her, um, kind of from her point of view, about the house and stuff like that, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that is cool and super um, new for her. Yeah. Um, and it would make sense that this happened in quarantine while she's stuck in that house. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like happy for me to see. It makes me happy to see that because I really do enjoy an album that like is well put together that takes you through a story mm-hmm. and. It's nice for her to see, like, to see that for her, especially since she, I feel like a lot of her songwriting experience is surrounded on, like, singles that'll sell. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going to play, be played on the radio, what is going to, like, yep. hype up an audience. Yep. So, yeah, I have a lot of respect for her for that. One of the issues that I had um, is the song Cardigan, mm-hmm. because... Um, the Avett Brothers have a song called I Wish I Was, mm-hmm. and in there, there's a metaphor about being a sweater, mm-hmm. where it's like, I wish I was a sweater wrapped around your hips, um, and when it got too cold into me, you'd slip, mm-hmm. which is like basically... The same thing. Yeah, and Cardigan, it's like, it felt like the name was a stretch, mm-hmm. because that metaphor is really only like forced in yeah, a little bit. that's true. Like, sweater would have made more sense, but if someone else already did it... yeah. Which cardigan. Is, which is like, it would have been like, a, like, it's a stretch saying that she stole from the Ava Brothers. Yeah. Because like, no one really knows them. I mean, but the thing is, like, people do know them in like the full. Know them enough, yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think she stole it from them. And even if she does, I think it was subliminal. But I still had a predisposition to not appreciate yeah, that metaphor. You said that the before. second the song played, you were like, this reminds me of the song like about the sweater. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only funny because she does like make a big deal out of the cardigan. Like, you know how when people release like makeup lines and stuff, like they send like previews of it to like all their friends and stuff and influencers. She sent right before she released this album, she sent cardigans to all her friends and stuff and it was like engraved on the bottom like it had like the album name or something on it I'm sure but yeah she sent it around to people like the cardigan and I was just reading like right before we started this um about how she drew the inspiration from like a photo or something she saw and like the cardigan in the photo like looked like it told a story of some sort like it was an old cardigan I I don't know but she had some claims to back it up apparently but I do see the similarity there and just cardigan I think I just have an issue with the word cardigan (laughs) the day it's got so many syllables like I wouldn't (laughs) I wouldn't call it a cardigan I'd be like my sweater my jacket like I don't know maybe that's just me yeah I agree like on her Spotify where it has merch Mm -hmm. it's it's pop sockets the cardigan and then oh you can buy the cardigan you can buy the cardigan wow yeah it's like white right with the trim let me see yeah which is like yeah I don't know it's a very like vintagey looking I'm breaking the table um cardigan yeah I feel like it's just like she didn't use it enough in the album yeah for it to be such a prominent theme Mm mm-hmm but I digress I digress <laughs> for for I have a lot of respect for her for this album mm-hmm. um, the one place the cardigan because I was going to say I do also wish she threaded the cardigan in more if she's going to make it that big of a deal mm-hmm. there is one other spot so let me let me backtrack here here's my favorite thing about the album so the song cardigan so in an inter- let me backtrack even more in like an interview taylor swift did about the album she described it as there was like a bit of like a teenage love triangle going on she didn't say which songs but of course the internet got to speculating and then i got to speculating so the three songs on the album that i believe are part of this triangle would be cardigan betty and august so cardigan Obviously, that song is about the cardigan, the cardigan metaphor. And then it's brought up again in the song Betty. I think that's the only other time that the cardigan gets brought up. And in the song Betty, it mentions the girl from Cardigan, like the girl whose point of view Cardigan is from, which makes the internet believe Cardigan is from Betty's point of view because the song Betty is about Betty, but it's not Betty talking, if that makes sense. That's from a point of view of a guy. So Betty and the guy, who we come to find out his name is James. So Betty and James, we speculate, were an item, dating, I guess, boyfriend, girlfriend, however we want to put it. And then the song August is from the point of view of another girl. So there was an affair here. James started hooking up summer fling with the girl from august it's it's from the girl's point of view and she's not named um there's speculation because there's mention of another girl's name in the song betty but i we think she's just the town gossip i say we as in like i don't even know but that's what i think the swifties (laughs) if you want to call it that 
So basically in the songs, there's like little things that lead you, like little Easter eggs almost that would lead you to believe that they're connected. So I know, especially in, let's see, in the song August, which is from the point of view of the girl who James cheated with, it talks about, it's like, like one of the lines from, um, but do you remember, remember when I pulled up and said, get in the car and then canceled my plans just in case you'd call back when I was living for the hope of it all, the hope of it all. So basically, so she's talking about, she pulled up and had him get in the car and that was kind of the beginning of their fling. And then the hope of it all was, I guess, cause she was always the girl on the side, the side girl, if you will, side hoe, the side hoe, if you, if you will. Um, and then in the song, Benny written from James's point of view, he talks about walking home on broken cobblestones, just thinking of you when she pulled up like a figment of my worst intentions, Mm. hinting that he's about to do something bad. She said, James, get in, let's drive. Those days turned into nights, slept next to her, but I dreamt of you all summer long. So he's sleeping with the girl from August but he's still in love with Betty so that's where things get tricky and all of Cardigan which we were talking about before which is from Betty's point of view is basically her saying she knows he'll come back to her so she's not mad she's disappointed the same old same old so basically what you're trying to tell me is that Betty killed James killed (laughs) maybe I don't know. But, Damn. yeah, so James cheats on Betty with unnamed girl. And August is from unnamed girl's point of view, and she's just kind of complaining that she wishes there was more there. Like, she kind of is just acknowledging that it's a summer fling and not anything else, which kind of breaks her heart. And then Betty, from James's point of view, is about how much she wants Betty back, how much he regrets cheating on her. And then Cardigan, from Betty's point of view is about her wanting James back. So I think we all know how it should have ended. Betty and James, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's how it ended. I know Betty is rumored to be Rebecca, the woman who owned the house that Taylor Swift bought. Um, maybe this is an affair from when she was younger and stuff because it sounds very teenager-y. Um, but Betty was definitely Rebecca's nickname. So that's where we think that came from. And I'm not sure how Taylor Swift would know about this very, like, intimate affair. You know, it would be really funny. Went from when they were teenagers, but it's... It would be really funny if her realtor just made the story up. <gasps> just to get her to buy the house. <laughs> and she writes this long, dramatic album all Dude. about it. That would be hilarious. Definitely not what happened, but, like... <clears throat> that would be so freaking funny. It would be really funny. So I think that's my favorite part of the album, honestly, because once I read about that, because honestly, like I was definitely going to give the album a listen, but I didn't know it came out because it was a surprise when it came out. Like it was a surprise drop, um, which also I like because going back to what you said before, you felt like she always kind of wrote like stuff she knew would sell well. She'd be yeah. able to hype up. This album had no hype leading up to it. She just dropped it. Like didn't say she a word about it. it. Yeah, no, yeah, she, can't make she, she just it. dropped it. Um, so... And I was looking on, like, the Snapchat featured articles, like, probably, like, Daily Mail or something. When I first saw 
that the album had like a story to it. So I looked into it and then of course I was on TikTok and somehow I, I got on Taylor Swift TikTok even before I listened to this album and like my love was rekindled. Um, and some girl was explaining this love triangle that she thought she had figured out and all the comments were blowing up like, oh my God, you're absolutely right. Like I thought this too. So then I listened to them all. And now I think about that every time I listen to the album and I think... It just puts everything in perspective. Like, it makes it all, like, much more of a storyline, which keeps your attention. Because, like you were saying before, it could be kind of a boring album, like, musically. Because mm-hmm. it all kind of sounds the same. It's slow. It's kind of folkish, but, like, not typically folk. It's, like, pop folk almost because it's watered down. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that, like, when I first listened to it and I was, like yikes like mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of this is because the name of it was folklore mm-hmm. so I wasn't like I was looking for the folk aspect of it yes. and the folk aspect that I always look for is like impressive strings mm-hmm. like there is violin on this but it's almost like just like cordy violin yeah. like it's not fiddle mm-hmm. like I was looking for like fiddle banjo mm-hmm. like picking like picking guitars which there really isn't. I think there's, like, one pick guitar maybe, like, later on in the album. But that's what I was looking for. That's the vibe that I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it wasn't there, I was, like, kind of disappointed. And there's, like, like this really, like, deep, nice, chordy piano that kind of goes throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. which is nice. But it doesn't give me, like, a I feel vibe. the name Folklore really sets her up to make it folky if you want to call it that like mm-hmm. yeah I don't know if I would have called it that because if anything I'd just say it's like it's kind of alternative at best like it's like indie lore I, I yeah I wouldn't call it folk but and it's also interesting that there's not any real mention of folk in any of the songs obviously like I think she was kind of naming it more for like the sound or like the vibe of the album mm-hmm. than like what it's about but that is interesting, considering most of her other albums are named after, like, songs. Like, they, she picks a song and names it after that. Yeah. Yeah. But. I definitely get, like, I don't know. Like, the story that she tells about the love triangle, that could be seen as folklore. But when yeah. I think of, like, folklore, I think of, like, monsters. Yeah. And, like. Yeah. And, like, tall tales and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's not. Not exactly, like, love triangles. Yeah. It's, it's almost like glorified teen gossip in a sense but like make it vintage throw a cardigan on <laughs> throw, a, throw on a cardigan and then tell the story so I like I see what she's going for there with the title but I don't know if I'd call it folk another thing is I was so like she released safe and sound <gasps> yes um, the hunger games yeah and that was with um I want to say national parks but I think it's civil wars yeah yeah and that was, like, very, like, strained vocals, mm-hmm. um, like, slowed down, strings, yeah. slowed down, like... Folk. Yeah, it <laughs> makes you reflect on your life seriously. It makes you want to cry. Incredibly folk. It, that song literally just makes me... That song makes me upset. I know. To say the least. It makes but me upset. It's a good upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it makes you, like, play it on repeat and you lay in your bed and, like, yeah, it makes you nostalgic. Yes, like a single yes. tear. Yes. Thinking about single man tear rolling you, down your face. Thinking about you being in sixth grade and going to see the premiere of The Hunger Games. Yes. <laughs> After reading all three books and like, <laughs> yes. Oh, oh. Those were the days. Yeah, so 
I always wanted more of that because mm-hmm. the Civil War is like their most popular song is a cover mm-hmm. on Spotify, and I never got something to the extent that I enjoyed as much as that song from either the Civil Wars or Taylor Swift. Yep. So um, that's what I wanted from this album. So I really think that I set myself up to fail with this album. <laughs> expectations um, were high. Expectations were high. Um, product was low. Mm-hmm. But for what it is, mm-hmm. not what I expected to be, mm-hmm. I have respect. Yeah. Especially I was going to say, I'm not calling it a musical masterpiece by any means, but the storyline, I respect. The slowed down, less horrifically pop sound, I respect. And in a sense, I guess the more like the slowed downness of it, and I guess the folk she was going for, kind of in some spots of some of the songs comes across as vaguely country, mm. which reminds me of her older music because even her older music wasn't explicitly country all the time like it was it was more like contemporary country in a sense yeah and some of the songs give me more of that vibe which i think is why i've developed emotional attachment to this album because it reminds me of old taylor swift which reminds me of my childhood therefore therefore 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 in my book (laughs) maybe a 9 out of 10 in my book but scores high nonetheless the Bonnie Bear track. <gasps> oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yes. That was exciting for me because mm-hmm. um, you ever like have an artist that you think is like yours mm-hmm. and then you realize how many people actually know them? That was me with Jeremy Zucker mm-hmm. for a very long time. Like he has more plays on Spotify than John Bellion. Does he really? Which yeah, exactly. Wow. Like, you think he's so small? Yeah. Also, I found out, okay, sidetrack. Yeah. I found out today that he was in school for molecular biology to become a doctor. And his junior year, he got signed to a record label. Uh-huh. And he graduated anyway. He still graduated? He still graduated. With his molecular biology degree. Yes. Do you know how hard Jeremy, that is? Jeremy you know, Zucker. Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> I'm regular biology and I'm... Dying out here. Molecular's the hard shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. That was totally off topic, but I was super impressed. No, good for him. That's so cool. And it makes so much sense because he's just such a gentle human. He's just so multifaceted. (laughs) So talented. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I like that song a lot. And there's just something about his voice that like brings me comfort. And this whole album's kind of comforting for me. So it just, that song gives me chills. His register is like super low yeah and that and like uh what's the name of his most recent album oh not his most recent one but the one before that 22 a million mm-hmm. the one with like the yin yang album cover oh yeah yeah he has like so much mo- uh vocal manipulation going on mm-hmm. he always has um like even so like the old songs like the ones that birdie covered mm-hmm. It's, like, very wispy, the way he sings, yeah. and it's, like, like high. But in this song, um, Exile, it's, like, very super low. deep and, like... And it contrasts with Taylor's, because Taylor sings kind of high in this song, and then he gets pretty low. And it's it like just, nice it, and it, like, melts together. Nice and... It's, like, a warm hug. Yeah, but it's, like, like kind of gritty at the same time. Yeah, it's, like, a warm hug and, like, sunshine. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that song. So it was, it was like, I wasn't expect, okay, this is literally every song. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Because Bonnie Bear Hill was doing like weird shit. Yeah. But I liked it. I liked hearing this different side of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that she collaborated with him. I was going to say, I was really excited when I saw that the first time I looked at the album. I was like, no way. Because I always like. I guess the same kind of thing. I always think of him as, like, some small artist because yeah. we've liked him since, like, you've liked him before I did, but, like, you got me on to him in, like, middle school. Mm-hmm. And anything I listened to in middle school was usually, for the most part, not, like, some big band. Cause, because I recommended it. Because you recommended <laughs> it, yeah. Um, but, yeah, to think, like, like he worked with Taylor Swift and, like, they're just such different parts because, like, Bonnie Iver always reminds me of, like, 7th, 8th grade, like, that time, my, my intro to indie phase, like, all that. And then Taylor Swift reminds me of when I was, like, eight, like, and had no taste in music besides, like, Taylor Swift and, like, maybe Hannah Montana. Um, So, like, to hear them collaborate was, like, really funny to me. Not even just hear them, just, like, see the names next to each other. Like, even that, I was like, no way. Super unexpected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He also um, was on, I don't know if I told you this, Japanese House released. Yeah, you said he's been doing a lot of features lately, which... I feel like isn't like him because I haven't seen him in too many other things. No. That I listen to anyway. Yeah, very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But a great addition nonetheless. Yeah, and yeah, it was nice to see that, especially since he was the only feature on that entire. Album. Yeah. I wonder how they did that. Do you think they like? Because I don't know if it was all during quarantine. They just kind of send him singing it, and they put it together. Yeah, it was probably, well, I wonder if she quarantined with um, Aaron, the guy from the bleachers. Yeah. And I'd imagine that any professional um, musician artist would build a booth at yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. So he probably recorded the vocals and sent them over. Yeah, that's funny then. They just probably struck, they probably were still... I don't want to call it quarantine, but we're still under not regular conditions here. I'm yeah. sure they haven't flown out and sung it together. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that happens not even just in quarantine. Like, they just they get busy and they just send their vocals. But that's yeah. funny how, like... It makes you wonder. It sounds, it sounds so good, but, like, they have never sung it together. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's so super weird. weird with music that we're in a time where you can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, feature, but you've never even met them. This could be the comeback for her. Yeah. This could I, be the, at least in my back into my good graces. This could be the comeback. I wonder what will come after this. Mhm. Me too. Because if she goes pop again, I'm gonna be really upset. I want like a country album. I could honestly see her just retiring and then coming back in ten years with like a Dolly Parton oh, album. Oh. Oh. Not like. That could be the case because she's. She's like 30 now. Not that that means she has to retire by any means, no, but she's she's 30. Been music for almost 20 years. Yep. Which, that's insane. And um, I think she's been dating the same guy for like a couple years now. I know. So maybe maybe she'll take a break, settle down, get married, and have a baby. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And then maybe we'll get like a cute album after the baby's born or something. Oh my gosh. She's good. Songs like that, she's good. There's, like, a whole bunch of, more so in her older stuff that, like, make me really nostalgic. Even this one. There's one called, in Folklore, there's one called Seven. Mm. And, like, 
one of the first lines is how she thinks she peaked at seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a really sweet song, though. It's just about, like, growing up in childhood. And almost on every one of her albums that I liked from a while back, there's a song about, like, not wanting to grow up. There's, there's one called Never Grow Up. I love that one. There's another one about, like, how when you're little, like, you idolize your parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. They just made me very nostalgic. So I think she could very easily write a song like that about a baby. Oh, my God. That would make me cry. Yeah. That would make me cry. That would make me super. That would make me emotional. That would be so cute. <laughs> that would be sweet. Have you ever listened to um, Phoebe Bridgers? Um, what did she say? The name sounds familiar. Motion Sickness. The album cover has, like, a ghost on it. Yes. Her album... That she just released, Punisher. Mm-hmm. I think she also released during quarantine. Mm-hmm. I'm, that might be false, but um, there's some songs on folklore that remind me of her, mm-hmm. which is kind of makes sense because they're kind of like this weird mix between like country, pop, indie folk, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of everything, and like being a female artist. Yep. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I've listened to that new album. I'll have to give it a listen. You should listen. It's pretty good. Also on the way home. <laughs> yeah. <definitely. laughs> That's so funny. Grace and Sarah's bit on it. Uh huh. There's a song called Halloween, which just makes me happy. Oh. I almost started a Halloween playlist the other day. Oh, if you do, send me the link. I will. I'll, I'll listen make it to collaborative. It. Oh, good. Cool. Today I was literally just sitting there because the weather, it's like. It wasn't humid today. It was chilly almost. Oh, I had my windows open. So nice. I'd put pajama pants. I put my Halloween pajama pants on this morning. Because um, I was sitting there doing my classes, and I was like, I have goosebumps. And then I was oh, oh. Don't get me started. I love fall. I know. I wore, like, mustard yellow colors today. It's the best. It's exciting. I love fall. It's exciting. Yeah. So, Very exciting. Thank you, Taylor. Yeah, thank you, Taylor, for putting something out that didn't make me hate you more. Because <laughs> after, after Lover and Reputation, I, I was done. But now, she's pulling me back. She's pulling me back. Beautiful. And I have to tell people I like Taylor Swift again. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I don't want to call it out of character, because I don't have like that strange of music taste. But Taylor Swift just doesn't sound like something... I think, fits into what I normally listen to. No, definitely not. That's kind of how I feel, like, with 21 Pilots. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not in any of my playlists. No. I don't think I've ever... They have their own playlist. playlist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there's just artists like it's, that. It's like a guilty pleasure artist. Yeah. It's like Taylor Swift for me, 21 Pilots, obviously, and, like, Mac Miller, because I don't really like rap, oh, but Mac yeah. Miller is, was, may he rest in peace, oh. uh, the love of my life. Um, so, yeah, those three... Kind of my guilty pleasures. And Taylor Swift wasn't in that for a long time, but she's back. So. Tay's back. She's back. Swifty once more. Uh huh. Well, thank you for joining me, Black. Thanks for the Wawa call. Oh, yes. Oh, it was my pleasure. Don't. I had to get it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for letting me talk about that album for like 40 minutes because I, um,. No one else wanted to hear about it, so. Of course, I'm so happy. <laughs> Let me spew my theories at you. I'm so happy that oh, yes. we got to talk about it. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the podcast, please share and rate it. Yes. Do that. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening again and for sticking with me as I learned how to do this. Shout out to Teddy Walsh for the jingle jangle. Check him out wherever you listen to music. And I will see you next time on Let's Talk About. Bye. Can I curse? Is that a thing I can do? She gets shit on all the time.